0: Attention! The following podcast may contain topics not suitable for a younger audience. Also, anything discussed on this program is subject to being spoiled, so if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll try our best, but no promises. For more information on Borderline Podcast episodes or Borderline Panels events, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com borderlinepanels. We hope you enjoy the show! Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Borderline Podcasts. I'm your host Austin here with John. Hello. How's it going, John? Uh, going pretty good. Can't complain. That's good. That's good. Um, we're sitting here doing a podcast. We're gonna do a movie review or a um, OVA review, more technically uh, today. Uh, this is John's first time being on a anime-centric podcast. So. I know. I'm I'm a little out of my element here, so be gentle. It's my first time. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. It's it's all gonna go wonderful. Um, John, you you watch a, a bit of anime, but you probably you don't watch nearly as much as the others of us do. Oh no, no, yeah. I I'm, I'm more casual. So if something catches my
1: eye, mm-hmm. then uh, I have it. I'll sometimes binge watch it. But that was back during college when right. you know I didn't have a whole lot going on mm-hmm. and I could afford to stay up to four in the morning watching these shows. And mm-hmm. now nowadays, with you know constant. You know, night eight
0: eight to five job Monday through Friday makes it a little bit more difficult to do that. Right now, you have to be more selective and only stay up till four AM to play video games. Yes, see, you understand. Exactly, like, prey was really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Did you? Uh, you talked about prey in the last uh, gaming be, podcast, right? That'll be the next one. Oh, okay, cool. We haven't gotten there yet. Cool. I'm sure you and Ryan have. We're going to be working on uh, your next uh, date for that podcast pretty soon.
1: <laughs> You're not supposed to tell anybody yet. <laughs> not
0: uh, date in, as in calendar. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: calendar date, yes. Oh,
0: of course. Um, but anyway, um, I have since sat you down and forced you to watch a anime film that is holds a special place in my heart for not the reasons you would think <laughs> um, called M.D. Geist. Oh, goodness. So, maybe an hour ago, we just finished watching M.D. Geist 2, Death Force, the wonderful sequel to the original 1986 OVA M.D. Geist. Um, Just to introduce M.D. Geist a little bit to you guys who may have not heard of it before, uh, M.D. Geist is an OVA um, that is pretty well known among old school anime fans, uh, fans that were familiar with the anime scene and what was coming out on VHS in the 90s and in the early 2000s, like most old school anime fans in the US that you would talk to uh, would probably have at least a familiarity with MD Geist. It's kind of one of those movies like Ninja Scroll or Akira as an actually good example (laughs) Um, that they would probably know like Record of Lotus War and things like that that were popular back then. Um, and it's kind of infamous among older fans for being just an absolute garbage pile, <laughs> as John and I will get into a little bit later about how we feel about that. And
1: that's being and
0: that's, that's about the nicest way we can put that. Yeah, honestly. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so... But a not, not a lot of uh, younger uh, anime fans are really in the know about M.D. Geist. Like, people may have heard of it, um, sort of off the cuff, maybe through the whispers of the wind on the internet or things like that. If you ever have the urge to look up, like, really terrible anime or something like that, you may have heard of M.D. Geist. But I don't, I don't know many people... Um, at least in our demographic, that have seen it. Like, John, had you ever heard of it before I brought it up? Okay, honestly, literally the only
1: reason I know about it is because I had, like, the list of worst animes ever in my how to level up panel and you saw md geist and it's like have you heard of that no we're watching that okay
0: (laughs) that's absolutely right because you talk about mars of destruction yes yes i do have a clip of mars of destruction in there right um and that is a wonderful panel that you'll be doing at arc here in just a couple months yeah yeah i'm excited for that yeah um we're gonna be releasing a lot more details about our um panel schedule at Asheville anime regional convention Uh, That's coming up in (gasps) Asheville (laughs) Uh, sometime in late July, late late July. Yeah, Yeah. I I can never remember the date for that thing. But anyway, that's that's how John and I got on this wonderful topic of (laughs) MD Geist, because I know Mars of Destruction is like the dead last worst anime of all time, according to Anime News Network. Mm -hmm. But MD Geist is like on that same list. It might be like 10 higher. Yeah, it's not much higher. No, so it's still in the the pit of despair of anime news network reviews. <laughs> um, so this anime truly is something else. Like It was directed by a gentleman named Koichi Ohata, um, though he was not credited as the director until the director's cut version of M.D. Geist, which is kind of a miracle that those that was even a thing (laughs) that happened. It's just like, why would you ever want a director's cut this thing? But anyway, that has an interesting story behind it as well that I'll get a little bit more into in a moment. Um, Apparently, this guy was only 23 when he directed this OVA. Oh, gosh. Um, So he was, like, super young, and that totally shows, because obviously, like... That whole story was a mess. The direction <laughs> was a mess. Like It was just a mess. Just <laughs> an absolute mess. Um, he went on to be a storyboard artist and an episode director and a mech designer on a good handful of, like, sort of whatever meh shows from the 80s and the 90s. I mean,
1: like, honestly, like, now that you say that, I can actually respect, like, the mech designs mm. and the armor designs he had.
0: Those are actually, like, really, really cool if, oh, like, yeah. everything else wasn't so bad I agree yeah I mean they don't look like egregiously horrible it's no, just, they, like, actually, how they actually actually pretty well put together yeah yeah um like like we were saying whenever we were watching uh, the second one um, I mentioned how you know I thought the set design was was not terrible was yeah there were, well were some really cool scenes I had in there yeah yeah um, there were a couple of um, of environments that I thought you know this looks pretty good I mean mm-hmm. if this was in a better narrative it, it would actually be pretty pretty solid yeah mm-hmm. um, But um, this gentleman was not credited as being the director on the first OVA. It was another sort of veteran uh, director whose name uh, escapes me. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah, well, I don't say veteran, I say older person <laughs> because I looked him up on, on Anime News Network and apparently MD Geist was like the only thing he had a director's credit for. Oh no. So he must have been just some other guy that the studio executives knew. Um, if I'm totally wrong about that, please let us know and fill me in on how this guy was a part of. of M.D. Geist, because um, I'm, I'm really not 100% sure I, I could be wrong about it, um, but Koichi Ohata is basically the whole mastermind behind M.D. Geist, and he came up with the sequel Death Force and wrote the manga and everything like that, and this... This film gets more infamous as it comes over from Japan to the United States. So this movie was licensed by Central Park Media, also known as U.S. Manga Corps, who was a pretty big uh, player in anime licensing in the uh, 90s and the 2000s. They put out a lot of those old um, licensed VHS tapes. They did like Pat Labor, for example. Um, They had Revolutionary Girl Utena, if I recall correctly. Um, So they had a lot of a lot of popular anime back then. Uh, The president of that company, a gentleman named uh, John O'Donnell, um, was like the world's biggest fan of M.D. Geist Hmm. and like the world's only fan of (laughs) M.D. Geist. Because um, as I was researching it, researching this a little bit for this podcast, I read um, an article written by uh, Justin Savakis of Anime News Network, um, who had worked with um, Central Park Media, and he said basically like the staff was just like not into MD Geist, and they didn't understand why the why their boss was so in love with it. Um, but this, he loved it so much that literally the robot logo. Of Central Park Media and U.S. Manga Corps was from MD Geist. Wow! Like that—that that robot, like one of the mechs from the movie, is like their company logo. Just, That's insane. I know. It's just like, why? Why do you? <laughs> why, why do you like this? <laughs> oh my gosh! So this guy loved the original MD Geist so much that he funded, or at least co-funded, the sequel. Wow! Yeah, like he put up the money and uh, u.s manga core and central park media are credited as like producers and he has a producer credit on the sequel so i don't know man (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what they were thinking this is just a thing um so i wanted to give all of that as a background and uh (laughs) <laughs> John I I didn't tell you any of this you didn't do any research beforehand mm-hmm. and that's totally fine cuz that's it's kind of what I wanted you to do anyway yeah. uh so you could have like a very cold reaction to how the movie turned out cuz I had seen it before maybe twice over the past couple of years mm-hmm. um I was just curious for a brief period about watching like really crappy old OVAs and stuff like that. Um, and I'm still kind of in that in that mood. I just haven't watched one in a while. i <laughs> uh, been trying to get through Ninja Scroll and Demon City Shinjuku. Those are my next ones on the list. Oh, gosh. Um, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch those together. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, we're here. Might as well keep the pain train going. I had the pain train. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you guys want to learn more about the background of this movie, um, we'll link the uh, Justin Savakis article um, in the description of this podcast, so you guys can check it out for yourself. But um, one thing I wanted to address in sort of our conversation and, quote, review about this <laughs> this OVA series, if I can even call it that, Ugh. is, like, like, what are the bad anime for our demographic? Like, when you hear people talk about bad anime, like, that are your age and younger, it's like, what titles come up?
1: Um... I know that School Days comes up because that was basically an adaptation from, uh oh, what was what the company? Light novel? No, it, it is the- uh, no, no, no uh,
0: visual novel. Yeah, it was a yep. visual
1: novel from, uh, what was the company? they were, they That's all they do, uh, Atome Games. Okay. Yeah, it was a very popular Atome game, mm-hmm. uh, a visual novel that they made, mm-hmm. and so it was so it was popular that they made an anime about it, and I don't know what happened, but it was just awful. <laughs> Worst six hours I've ever sat through it was... I could go on and on about that, but that's definitely one. Right. Um.
0: um Lots of people do re- like mention that in any conversation that I have with anyone around our age for like bad anime. It's yeah. Like, oh, school days like totally <laughs> just like a staple of bad anime. Mm-hmm. I, I there's kind of like I've heard of, like the myths and the legends like Boku no Pico is like the most yeah. notable myth. Right. Um. That that is my least favorite joke among anime fans. (laughs) Not because it necessarily isn't funny to recommend Boku no Pico, but it's just like, that was funny three years ago? Four years ago? It's not funny anymore. I mean, we've already had like an internet video equivalent of this anime. Like, we don't need to redo this joke. Right. Once is enough. Boku no Pico jokes and Shao Tucker jokes, in my opinion, (laughs) are the most overdone jokes in the anime community. And I will go on record saying... Austin does not advocate any more jokes of these being made because they're not funny anymore. <laughs> I, I I'll second that. I'll I'll put my neck in the line and second that with you. Yeah, internet high five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, so there's two. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Ghost Stories uh, was bad mm-hmm. and kind of became good, but it's still like very jokey. You can't right. look at
0: that as a serious anime at this point. Right. Ghost Stories is such a is such a such a weird thing compared mm-hmm. to other bad anime because yeah. it's like it was not. It's not bad it's just it the like, jokey like they made like they,
1: they basically had to rewrite the whole script because or what script they just kind of ad-libbed it because right it like, well just just sell it do what you can to sell it right right so uh, that one's kind of a weird exception mm-hmm. to that but um i think there's only one other one i can think of and that'd be uh, mars of destruction oh yeah um all i haven't re- usually there's um not a whole i don't watch a whole lot of bad anime and I'm not in that anime crowd enough to really get like all the, the cream of the crap, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I don't, that's, I only know like the really popular ones are the ones that we've discussed more or less.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I guess another one that you could add to that list from very, very recent times, would be Handshakers.
1: Oh, yeah, did yeah, you I forgot to, about that
0: one. Did you get a chance to watch Yeah, I was Yeah, I was there in J-Club for that showing. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I, I got a full view of the first episode, and yeah, that, the production value is incredible and unfortunate for, like, a story <laughs> of that magnitude. I was just... Oh, my gosh. Especially the English dub. The English dub was just lacking, I, I don't know maybe it's the, the way the direction was or mm-hmm. maybe it's just the way that the localization team handled it
0: I don't know but it was just I uh I stay up late every night thinking about why Funimation decided to put the effort the time and the money <laughs> into dubbing Handshakers <laughs> um I've only seen like pieces of the first episode dub but I just hope that they they took that series and just made it stupid with the dub and actually made it worth it because dubbing it seriously would just be like why man it's like the show's (laughs) not worth it it's like it's just so gross to look at well i mean to be fair they did dub md geist and that's but and that's that's true but (laughs) but that was i mean that was that was like decades ago so uh i think i think central park media gets a pass for that one (laughs) all right it's like all the dubs back then were terrible (laughs) um gosh well not all of them, but well, most of them. But
1: even then there was like a standard for the terrible dubs. Mm-hmm. Like it had to be at least, you know, this much non human. And right. then it's and it's passable. Like this this is just
0: Oh man. <laughs> I miss my Sailor Moon dubs from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> right. This this like puts those on a high pedestal. Yeah, for real. Um so the first time that I watched MD Geist, my I I was fishing the whole time to see if this was a parody and like it was supposed to be really dumb, Mm -hmm. but I searched my gut and I searched my mind and then (laughs) came to the conclusion that no, they were being genuine about all of this Mm. and that makes it really bad (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it is a ridiculous riff on, like, everything that is generic and stupid and bad about, like, 80s action movies, mm-hmm. but not in a charming way. Right. In just a really dumb, why are you doing this way? Mm-hmm. Edgy. Edgy for its time, for sure. Super edgelord, like, <laughs> like so tough, big man. Because now <laughs>
1: that I think about it, like, that kind of uh, graphic content
0: wasn't really, like, part of the norm, even for, mm-hmm. like,
1: primetime television during the...
0: During that no, and, yeah, I mean, this was not on TV. This was, a like, a direct-to-video release. Mm-hmm. Um, as a lot of, um, like, OVA... I mean, all OVAs, by their nature, are direct-to-home video. Right. Um, but there were a lot of them coming out in that time period that were super gory, uh, lots of nudity. Oh, really? Yeah, like Ninja Scroll, for example. Oh, okay. Very gory and stuff like that. Um, Demon City Shinjuku, like I mentioned. Wicked City. Um, things like that were were definitely for a more adult audience. Oh, I had no idea. But just because they are adult and quote-unquote <laughs> mature <laughs> does not mean they're going to be good. <laughs> um, so do you want to tell the audience a little bit about the plot of M.D. Geist? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. So there- I'll help you if you struggle. Okay, <laughs> thank you.
1: So there's this man, the most dangerous Geist, Yes. I, I don't think he ever gets a name aside from Geist. Yep. Like, I think Other that's, than most dangerous, nope. Yes, <laughs> And he's in a, for lack of a better word, a, a space solitary confinement prison, mm-hmm. which somehow fails and crashes onto the planet they're at. and Shara, pre- I think, is the name of the Something like that. Yeah. And then he proceeds to kill everyone for the next uh, hour and a half mm-hmm. between the two movies. And that's 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 the plot, as far as I can see. And then, uh,
0: should I tell the ending, or should we just let them? I let's, it let's talk about the first movie first. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, we watched it like two weeks ago, so if it's not super fresh in your mind, so that's
1: so fine. so so again, he. So it starts with him in the mm-hmm. space prison, and then he comes crashes down onto the planet, mm-hmm. and like the first thing he does upon crashing on the planet is take out a flying airship mm-hmm. with like one gun in one shot, and that was it, and that was enough to kill like this whole like military trained Mm -hmm. unit here and so he goes into town find I think these rebels there's like a rebel force kind of deal yeah they're like against the army for some reason Mm -hmm. and so she decides to be like he's going to be the best I need to get him on my side Mm -hmm. and so she tries to for lack of a better word charm him Mm -hmm. and uh, that goes
0: terribly and They, they do it in the most conceivably sexist way possible. <laughs> it's just, like, this This lady... Like it was so in,
1: weird, because it's, like, they try to, like, pass her off with, like, this, like, dominating character. Like, right. she's
0: leading this group,
1: for the most part. And it, like, oh, oh, god, it's hitting me again. Just how ridiculous, like, they, he killed their boss yeah. in front of them. And then she's just, like, wow, congratulations, you killed our boss.
0: You, should, need, come, you should become our, our team. I, I need, need to get him on my side. I need a man like you. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly! And that's
0: really how it comes off, and it's just, like, so, like... Come on, like please, why are you doing this? Yeah, it's just I don't want to say hokey, but it's definitely like not
1: not something you typically would see in a series like this. And so, like, again, she tries to charm him, mm-hmm. which I've never seen such awkward that was just I don't want to go too much into it because of to keep it
0: PG but not safe for work. Yes, yeah.
1: but but yeah, it's just weird. Mhm. And
0: um very... Fan service. It's more for fan service than for plot or anything else, I feel right. like. And I think this is one of the most egregious examples of that because essentially... No, no, no. We're not in the second movie yet. Hold oh, on. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, like, the, it seems like the whole purpose of this, of this female character whose name I can't remember is to be naked. Yep. And to be... Dumb. And to be very dumb and to whine at the main character... And that's basically all of the things that you don't want a good, well-rounded female character to be. That in useless. She yes. was like 100% useless. So this, it was... It was obvi- clearly written by someone who had either no intention or no knowledge of wanting to write a real, realistic female character. Yeah,
1: and, like, again, this is part of the 80s, so mm-hmm. I guess, like, I mean, there's still that kind of, like, sexism kind of vibe going on around the Yeah, especially time. in the media and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, so, 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 like, I can kind of give it a, a slight pass for that, for the time mm-hmm. piece, but e- even then, that was just, like... <laughs> there's
0: there's just really poorly done even for that yeah. honestly so okay and same with Geist too like he is just such a char- he's a caricature of a macho man yeah. but without any any likable characteristics other than being
1: tough yeah like that that yeah that's it like he's got like almost no emotion especially on the english dub dear mm-hmm. lord yeah that english dub is a mess that was that was bad and it's just mm-hmm. like he's just monotone the whole time even when he's like getting hurt or fighting or whatever it's just ah uh... I I'm only care about killing this guy, blah, 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 blah.
0: Right. He's very much a character in the same vein as, like, uh, Jotaro from Stardust Crusaders or Kenshiro from Fists of the North Star, but without being charming at all. Yeah, there's, like, no redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. And at least
1: Kenshiro comes across as a nice guy as he helps out some of the villagers who are getting, right. or, or, I guess, survivors of the waste mm-hmm. as he comes across. But this guy just, he doesn't, Care about anyone right. ever,
0: and it's just I'm just going to kill people, and I don't really care how you feel, right? His basically and his entire motivation is just wanting to cause chaos, mm-hmm. and like, and there's no compelling foil against that character. Like, if he was the main, like, sort of anti hero, and mm-hmm. like his whole purpose was to be a mindless killing machine, but he had other characters that were more like reasonable human beings and more just more human characters right. to bounce off of. Right. It would be like a Batman Joker scenario, mm-hmm. but that is not what's happening no. here. No, It is without any of that character nuance at all. It, and it's, it's, it's a little
1: weird because like later on, they like help out the army who's getting attacked by, I want to say, like raiders or bandits or something. For or something. reasons we're not aware of. <laughs> and so they just help out the army because a ragtag band of bandits decided to take out another band ragtag band of bandits and now we're going to be with the army because why not that makes sense sure (laughs) and so they basically i guess work they turn down the army and then the next scene they're working with the army so i apparently blacked out during that time i (laughs) I must have missed something important and then um they go (laughs) they go to the brain palace because I wish I was making this up. Like, I feel like I'm just like delusional at this point. But no, they have to go to the brain palace because apparently humanity had built this uh, place that could just produce these killing machines that would just wipe out humanity on this planet. Why? I don't know, apparently we were so paranoid about ourselves, like, we need to have an off switch for us. I don't know. So, they go to the Brain Palace, they're apparently going to, to like, shut it down, or whatever. And they do, successfully, or the army does, and then they backstab uh, Geist, uh, Geist because... Who knows? I guess... He's too dangerous. I I guess they didn't like what color pants he was wearing that Mm -hmm. day, for all I know. And so they try to murder him unsuccessfully, and then, you know, everybody else dies. And then he decides, we'll just turn on that off switch and just let the robots go and kill everyone. And to this day, I don't know, like, why... I I guess he just wants to fight things so badly that maybe he thinks that that's a challenge and like again, literally just forget everybody else. That's their problem. I'm just here to fight and destroy things. Basically,
0: it's it's like a um, like a a, a ten year old sort of caricature of what a a good tough man bad guy would be. If the like, ten year old was disturbed and uh, got his body physics from uh, ground beef. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I agree completely. It's like a, a dumb fanfic of some of like The Terminator mm. written by a six or yeah, six to ten and, year old.
1: And we're we'll, we we'll trying to stay as non graphic as possible with this, but like like People just come apart, like, so easily. Like, in one scene, Geis is, like, grabbing this guy by the face, mm-hmm. and the face just kind of melts like butter. It's so... It doesn't look like he's exerting a whole lot of force. It's just, like, right. the face just
0: kind of goes away. It's right. so
1: bizarre. Yeah, the
0: the, the animation of the, the gore and the blood effects are very silly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, if, you, if you're curious about this film, I wonder if anybody has put up, like, a... Uh, a, a like a, a kill count video <laughs> from MD Geist or something just so you, so you can see how the ridiculously stupid ways the character deaths are animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that, it's like very it's it's somewhat funny in a um, in a gory kind of in, way, in a
1: slightly twisted sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you just don't expect them to just pop, you know, just pop into organs exactly,
0: and it happens so often, <laughs> like so often. Um, there's one scene I think whenever Geist kills the um, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> whenever he kills like the military commander towards the end, uh, where like he's like smashing his face in and his eyeball pops out of his <laughs> socket <laughs> and then immediately falls back into his <laughs> socket, and I'm just like, okay,
1: <laughs> all right. And oh god, the, the laughing he was doing, like he just he just saw him and laughed, and like I guess that's all you can really do in that situation, but Dang. like. Still, that was just
0: weird. Super just weird. weird.
1: And like, oh, and I cannot forget the useless female character we were talking about mm-hmm. in the beginning. She had no reservations about this guy until he activated the Brain Palace. And then she realized, maybe this wasn't the best idea I've had today.
0: Right. Um, she was just there basically to scream. Just to and, scream and be service, fan service. Right. And completely horrendously written just like every other character in this film um (laughs) i really don't know what to say about it um i guess we could move on to talking about death force oh god okay so okay so
1: synopsis of movie two so so the brain palace has been activated woo and all the creatures that were mechan mechaloids, I guess we'll say, sure. has been released, and Big now bug creatures yes. and robots and things. Yes, and now they've been released, and they've killed just about everybody. Humans
0: are on extinction for this planet. We don't know about everywhere else. Which honestly, I thought they established that in the first movie that humans were almost extinct. But apparently, so what has changed? So
1: apparently, we're almost like super extinct. Oh, I, I see. don't know. Extinct with a capital E. I. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So then we go see some of the survivors and see how the machines enter, like target them and destroy them and apparently eat them for fuel. Cause I mean I, I there's been I know that's a premise, like uh there's a game I played recently, uh Horizons. Um oops. Uh that might have been spoilers. But anyway. But like like kinda similar mechanic there. Mm-hmm. But um Uh huh. But but like it wasn't really like explicitly said until like halfway in and it wasn't really like well covered just mm-hmm. like they're eating them for fuel and that's about all the explanation we get about like mm-hmm. why they're being eaten but we don't get any of that in empty Geist. not the first one or no no the second one like, no we don't get any of that no he said no 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 in the japanese uh oh sun. Really? yeah oh. like they said they're eating them for fuel oh or, or something like that. And Baloney. So you can, we can watch it. Oh, I can't believe I'm about to say no, that. No, no. <laughs> no,
0: I believe you. I'm just like, that is, that's dumb. But anyway.
1: I, I've seen going. it before so it's yeah. believable but mm-hmm. like that, again, that's all they touch on. They don't say right. like why they use that as a power source mm-hmm. or anything or why. Like,
0: they, they're just there. It's they're like, just there that for That seems awfully unsustainable if these robots... If they're killing off everybody, right? Exactly. So like, I, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, so it's it's Now, weird. kids, that's why solar panels are the future. <laughs> <laughs> We have to get off fossil fuels. (laughs) Anyway, continue.
1: And so, like, they're killing people, and then, of course, guys comes by in, like, um, a a souped-up vehicle, the Batmobile. That's Mm -hmm. right. It was the Batmobile TM. and um, The yellow Batmobile. Was it yellow? I think it was yellow. I don't remember the color, but that's not important. It was the Batmobile, Mm -hmm. and he basically took care of the creatures with the Batmobile because that makes sense. And um, then it cuts to... Uh, some survivors near a warehouse and then people get mauled and killed by the machines mm-hmm. there because apparently they can stay underground for a long periods of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But and our um, wonderful female protagonist from the first movie is, is also there, there. Is there with a little boy. We don't mm-hmm. know where he came from or why he's there, but I will say in that scene, there's one moment I can actually appreciate mm-hmm. just from, uh, 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 from what I've seen from other, uh, Animes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So remember when like the warehouse got blown up and they're all kind of like standing and all and the guy gets attacked by one of the clawing things. and just gets obliterated. Yeah. Uh, That to me was justice for every other movie that has characters standing around doing nothing when they see things falling apart. It's like maybe we should do something yeah we should do so like you should have been dead like three seconds ago so you found that to be a cathartic moment yeah I found that to be like I'm glad he I'm glad he did that just to be like Mm. if you're standing around you're not paying attention Mm. bad things are going to happen okay so so that is the the only thing that I really could appreciate about Mm. that movie and like some of the backgrounds that we Mm. discussed earlier so basically the whole camp is dead except for our girl and uh, the boy, mm-hmm. and they get saved by somebody who looks like mm-hmm. Geist, but clearly isn't. Mm-hmm. And they get taken back to, uh, for lack of a better world, a better, better word, uh, sand battleship. Sand, cr- yeah, sand battleship. Sure, why not? And so they have like a city basically inside this huge ship, mm-hmm. and they have, and so they get rescued and put in here, and we find out that the girl has amnesia. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know that that happened between the last two, but it is. That's that's just a new thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think I was having hot flashes because we just like moved for like months in the
0: in the in the movie in like a span of three minutes. Just... Oh my gosh, that that <laughs> montage scene where it was like so is, many is things. Is that happening. what it is? A montage? Like I, think, I feel like I think it was an attempt at a montage. But I feel didn't... like it
1: was supposed to be a montage, yeah. and
0: then people were just so disheartened that they got like they just forgot. Bits and pieces, and they just kind of put scenes together, and that was it. It is a montage done by someone who does not know how to do a montage. (laughs) And I say montage is in like a Hollywood montage, like right. a Rambo style thing. Yes, um, not the traditional editing term. It was like somebody tried to do a montage, but they did an episode recap instead. Exactly, that's that's exactly what it feels like, and it feels like Evangelion: Death and Rebirth, mm-hmm. where if you have not, if you have no concept of what's going on, right. you definitely have no concept <laughs> of what's going on, and that's what this feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just kind of throws you under as like, "Oh, well, keep up, come on!" It's mm-hmm. like
1: it's it's weird. It kind of goes from like you know a decent like jogging pace, and mm-hmm. like suddenly. We were like three hundred miles an hour and then we're back to that jogging pace. you are like, What happened? You should have been keeping up. Yeah, it's, it is it's,
0: a it's a really unhelpful pacing shift.
1: Yeah, and then and then they make it oh gosh, and then they make a deal with like one of the cyborg dudes they've captured apparently for like a long time and it's like Because still- there's this doctor character who digs him out and is just like, Hey, you I still want to have use to me, me yes. Yeah. And so he says to go capture Geist, and then he goes from that to directly fighting Geist. Like, there's no, like, travel time over there or anything. It's just a direct cut to them in the middle of a fight. Right. It's...
0: Okay. It's, It's as if they had, like, storyboarded out this giant sprawling narrative with all these scenes and stuff, and then realized... We don't have enough money to make a <laughs> fraction of this, so we're gonna we're gonna just cut to the next scene rather than actually animating it. And you know, sometimes that works. This time didn't work. No, no, because they're just missing out on too
1: many important things and we get and we get his background information about the cyborg just like way too late,
0: but we'll get to that later. And it's this, it's like as soon as this cyborg character is revealed, he's like half a person yeah and then in the next scene it's like he has this full brand new like cyborg body mm-hmm. that's got all these weapons on it and it's just like how did that happen it's like we don't we don't see any indication that this is going to happen and then mm-hmm. suddenly oh hello yeah it's here and then like apparently guys punches him in the face and they create a
1: sinkhole due to the force and just sink into the earth now honestly that made me giggle a lot <laughs> because it was really stupid <laughs> Agreed. I, I'm glad we can uh, both agree on that. So, and then he like he loses a leg, and then uh, Geist gets electrified by uh, something that comes out of his peck mm-hmm. because a pe- cyborg, a peck worm, peck Yes, the electric peckworm. Mm-hmm. And so, like he captures them apparently, <coughs> and then gets captured by a different group of mercenaries. We don't even know who they are, mm-hmm. or if they're even sided with Geist, mm-hmm.
0: or it's just random. Like a military detachment just picks. Also, both of them to up. back up a little bit, oh, um, it is revealed that there is another MD. Oh MD yeah. MD Krauser. Yes, who obviously was the same sort of super soldier as MD Geist, but apparently with
1: more feelings and
0: empathy. Right, kinda, kinda, yeah, kinda. Like he, he like, has like, this, like more um,
1: higher thought right. functionality.
0: He's more of a. Um, he has, like, a savior complex, but mm-hmm. he's also not a particularly good person. It's just he wants people to, like, adore him and worship him for saving them and keeping them safe and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, his character design has the same, like, color palette as, like, Griffith from Berserk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, actually, yeah. Um, he doesn't really look like him much at all, no, but it's the no. same color
1: palette. It's kind of like, I guess, if Broly had uh, uh, a Griffith color palette. A, gr- a Griffith skin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except not quite as burly as burly not not pretty close mm. pretty close like no, I, no. I, not as big not
0: i guess as big as a person but still basically that much yeah, over yeah. overdone anyway that character is going on and he's happening at the same time as and, geist oh and i forgot like during
1: the uh fan service fever dream that they called a uh, f- montage mm-hmm. uh that she has ptsd flashbacks to like that particular pendant because she saw it on Geist. Right. And so... She's, they're like dog tag that says MD, their name. Right, right, right. And so after a while, uh she freaks... Oh, no, no, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. And so Geist eventually figures out where these... He escapes from that random unknown detachment and becomes friends with the cyborg because apparently they knew each other.
0: Yeah, the cyborg that he was like just fighting and now they're friends.
1: Yeah, they, I, I don't know. But whatever. So they're, they go together to the... Um, the uh, sandcastle. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, this, it's the sandcastle. <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> I mean, for as well together as it held up, yeah. Right. But, um, so, they go there, and then the two guys fight. And, no, the doctor... Ca- no, the doctor had captured him, and then did experiments on them. What or why it went wrong. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you have a military killing machine, had no feelings. What, co- what could be wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> Timmy Turner voice. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and so, he gets killed by his creation and then he goes on to a rampage kills everybody else and that's the thing like geist just doesn't seem to care he just kills like whether they're people or machines they he just he just kills people Mm -hmm. he just kills things that's his entire character yeah he he just kills he Mm -hmm. anyway he really lives up to his name very much so yes Mm -hmm. and so um he fights the other geist and loses and then Uh, useless girl remembers, breaks a window just to tell him that she remembers that he's a bad man and you should kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't going to do that anyway. And so, he gets the bright idea that I'm going to kill him by throwing him off a ledge and not verifying the body because that's a great trope I love seeing all the time. So... Then, he, of course, he survives, meets up with the cyborg later. It's revealed that they knew each other and the cyborg had been abused for, like, a really, really long time. Which, the cyborg being abused, I could kind of see based on where he was at and the grabby claws and all that whole exchange. Mm -hmm. But, like, them being friends was just, like... It's like, Geist doesn't really make friends. Right, yeah. And, like, he... Like, I'm... Yeah. 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 He should have... I just... It just hit me. Like, I just accepted at the time. I was like, no, he's literally killed everyone else and not cared about anybody else mm-hmm. including fan service including girl. the entire human population yes yes he pretty much condemned them to death if they hadn't if some of them hadn't evacuated including yeah. the useless girl who survives and I don't know why I guess the, the cyborg had pity on her mm-hmm. or just appreciated the fan service more I don't know but mm-hmm. it, but apparently, so then they have one more big fight at the end, and then they both supposedly die. You see Geist's mask, or helmet, in, like, the rubble of skulls, mm-hmm. and it's just assumed that he's dead, and that's how the
0: show ends. And Oh, you forget the final confrontation between the two Geists. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason the kid jumps in between them oh, and gets skewered and
1: now like all the people decide to surround him and hold onto him like he's in the middle
0: of business why are you doing this now that that scene is so dumb i don't i don't know if i can convey in words exactly how it is i i i i there's no i can't think of another example
1: of just that kind of stupid selfless right. Can you call that selfless
0: That's disson- stupidity? It's kind of stupidity, yeah. Like like because there was no point. I there, mean, there like was no reason for him to for that kid to do that. It was just dumb. Just dumb. And it also had really no emotional impact on the audience because we there was no character development for that kid. He mm. was silent through the whole movie basically.
1: More or less like he, he did some things around the
0: ship and then he
1: died. Yeah, and and the story.
0: Right. It's yeah. So basically this movie is full of weird animation. Mhm. Um, pointless, bland characters yep. that are more, like, just shells of a character rather than actual characters. Like, like, I've seen worse fan fictions written that have more character development. Exactly. And just a, not even an homage, but, like, a ripoff <laughs> of, like, uh, Mad Max mm-hmm. and Terminator and, like, Gundam, yeah. I guess.
1: And I guess like you could do even go so far as like Rambo and a few other like yeah. you know,
0: manly man tropes kind of like yeah like those the lines. super macho killing machine mm-hmm. type of movies. So I don't know, John. Like, where do we go from here? Like, can we recommend this movie to people? Like, like my thing is whenever I reevaluate my feelings about MD Geist, I always try and think about. Is this movie so bad it's good? Or is it just so bad it's bad? Like, what do you think?
1: Um, well, based on seeing. based off all of that, um, I. I kind of re- refer to the room on this because mm-hmm. that's one of those where again, like it was, a, it was supposed to be a serious film. The guy who made it, Tommy Wiseau, yeah. thought it was like treated it like a serious film, mm-hmm. and so because of that aspect, it's so bad, it's funny. And I think along the same thing along the lines here, like it was such a serious production, and they tried to take themselves so seriously, and yet just went over the top with everything, mm-hmm. and just bland development and over the top gore and subplots that didn't that they just made up. Mm-hmm. I think it it's it barely qualifies as so bad it's good, but yeah. but even then it's kind of a niche audience that yeah. would want that would probably enjoy. It. I think it'd be the room has been more like it's more it's more solid. Like most people could look at this and be like, "This is like a great American classic for bad movies," right? But for this one, it's I feel like it'd be more like a hit or miss. Like I wouldn't want to recommend it for a bad movie
0: party. Honestly, right? right. I th- yeah, it's definitely a a bad movie that really can only, that, I mean, I think it really can only appeal to people who are, like, who appreciate anime, mm. or enjoy anime, mm. um, or just enjoy, like, movies of that style. Right. Plus, it's, it's, so much of it is, like, just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, like, just boring and bad, and not <laughs> entertain It's, like... It, there, there are so few moments that are, like, legitimately entertaining mm-hmm. that it's hard to be like The Room in that way because mm-hmm. The Room has a lot of moments that are legitimately entertaining <laughs> because of, like, cringe or the way a certain <laughs> line was delivered yeah. or a certain plot point that's just really off-the-wall and funny. Mm-hmm. But most of M.D. Geist, while it does have a few of those moments, is mm-hmm. mostly just like, come on, why? Yeah. It's it's very... Um, it's, it's like half of a so bad it's good.
1: It, it's it's it would be like if Birdemic had production value honestly mm-hmm. because like again there's maybe a few things you could pull out of Birdemic that are really like, hilarious just because of how dumb the thing is mm. but like a lot most of it's just so bad like mm-hmm. it's you can't there's not enough good moments to really get through all the bad stuff right. to enjoy it okay so so it so M.D. Geist is barely worth that honestly right. Would you ever watch it again? Would you
0: show this movie to someone else?
1: Uh, maybe Andrew, because he seems to be, like, be really into
0: this kind of stuff. Right. I mean, you, you've you seen our Facebook chats. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Andrew would probably appreciate this movie. Um, there's another movie that, that Bill really loves that I think is probably a better and easier to consume example of really bad anime in the same way is uh, Sword for Truth. Which is basically M.D. Geist, but a samurai movie. Was was it about a biker
1: whose soul got transported to uh, this magical realm kind of deal? Or not, not at all. No. Okay. Nope, not at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> not at all. Okay. I don't know what you're thinking of, but that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was shown. At, it was uh, one of the animes that we showed uh, at uh, J
0: Club. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it was one of the one of the older. I'm not. Ones. I'm not sure if I was there for that. But, it was yeah. in the same group as Mars of Destruction. Okay. That's I, was I like. gotcha. Um, no, um, Sword for Truth is a 45-minute OVA, just like the original MD Geist, mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot more, it's got a lot more, like, good moments. Okay. Good is in, like, horrible moments <laughs> that are so bad they're good. Okay. Um, but MD Geist, I think, is it, it suffers under its own weight a little bit, mm-hmm. like, maybe if it was just the first one. Like, that would be enough to be, like, like, a so-bad-it's-good masterpiece?
1: Again, I look back to The Room. The Room was, like, so-bad-it's-good, but it definitely did not deserve a sequel. Right. Same thing for M.D. Geist. And the only difference is they made a sequel. Right. A completely
0: unnecessary,
1: unwanted sequel. (laughs) And honestly, like, the one thing that this movie uh, made me appreciate, which I've already told you before, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I never... I keep forgetting that I take pacing for granted mm-hmm. in a lot of games like that because the pacing for this show is like all over the place. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially in the second one. Oh. Especially in the second one. <laughs> it's like you go through... It's like, it's like you, they condense a three-hour movie into
0: 45 minutes. Right. Which is always a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, gosh... Do you have any final thoughts about MD Guy? Um,
1: it it was an interesting ride, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I got a better idea of, like, how macho characters can be done incorrectly. Right. And get a better appreciation for, like, um, strong characters, both male and female. Right. After this, because their strong female character was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I don't even think that was a
0: thought in their mind. I don't think so either.
1: Like, but just the way it was portrayed. Like, she was, like, the second in command. Like, what else are you supposed to think in that case? Right? It's like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think, like, you know, there, there are some good moments, and I think the gore is hilariously done at times mm-hmm. but like and guy's head flapping in the wind <laughs> oh my gosh I co- the eyes yeah. the eyes they vibrate for no reason <laughs> sometimes when people because I'm used to like faces kind of like you know shifting a little bit mm-hmm. just so that, like they insinuate talking mm-hmm. but like it's just the eyes just violently shake for no reason it's hilarious <laughs> Like, that was... I don't think that was what they intended to go for, but it made some, for some very good, hilarious moments. Very happy accident. Especially in the English dub, because they're trying to have these
0: serious conversations, mm-hmm. and their eyes are just bugging out, and I, right. can't, I can't take them seriously with the voice yeah. either. <laughs> if you guys do decide to watch this, um, it's currently out of print, so you'll have to find it. Either an old um, out-of-print copy of it, or I'll find it online somehow. Um, but please watch the English dub because it, <laughs> because it, the Japanese dub is actually kind of de- it's actually pretty good. yeah it's the, decent. the Japanese dub is is yeah it's it's perfectly passable but the English dub is just a standard bad like <laughs> like early nineties dub and um, it makes the overall feel of the movie more absurd and yeah. ridiculous so it's easier to stomach i think
1: yeah because we we watched the first movie in the english dub and right. the second movie in the english sub mm-hmm. and i feel like the second one was just worse because of that because
0: because it was the voice acting. it's amazing the voice acting was done to a point where it made the rest of it bad <laughs> right exactly so, that's really all we have to say about *MD Geist*. Um, I mean, if you want to check it out, go for it. But it's not super high on either of our recommendation lists. And, and, and if you if you do uh, decide to watch it, our heart, our uh, thoughts, and condolences go out to you as you watch it. Definitely. So, thank you for joining us on this uh, wonderful review. (laughs) Is it really that wonderful? (laughs) No. (laughs) But it's out there. It is going to exist in the world, and people can hear our thoughts about MD Geist if they want. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll be uh, working on future programming and future announcements about uh, upcoming cons and events uh, here pretty soon, Uh, like we always say, because uh we've always got something up our sleeves going on uh to provide for the for our anime community in our area and provide for you guys our listeners on the podcast and uh we want to thank you guys for listening uh to us uh we do really appreciate it um make sure to subscribe to us on itunes or google play or whatever you use um and uh, follow us on our Twitter accounts and our social media stuff. Um, I'm at BebopShock on Twitter, and John, you're on Twitter too. Yeah, right? uh, the Gentle Jan at the Gentle Jan uh, to hear our thoughts about anime, video games, TV, comics, music, whatever. Mm-hmm. We basically use our Twitter just as a thought spewing machine, <laughs> as as a lot of people tend to do, <laughs> for better or worse. But uh. we we try and make it for the better. That's for sure. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. You want to say bye, John? Bye. John says bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care, guys.